It's time for Michigan Sports Talk Morning Show. Broadcasting live all across the state of Michigan and Northwest Ohio. This is X's and Bros. Shine, folks. Welcome back here. It is our number three on a thirsty Thursday, the 29th day of February 2024. Great to have you riding along with us, no matter who you are, where you are, how you may be listening. We appreciate you, and you can join us anytime. Text the keyword sports radio, send that to 21,000. Give us a dial on the Meyer Supercenter guest line, 866 838, huge 866 838 4843. What do you got over there for me, Ben? Uh, we got Ryan and uh, Freddie on the line. All right, you you control it, so you push the buttons, and then I'll just I'll just wing it from here. All right, here we go. We got Ryan. All right, Ryan, what's hey, up, man? I know, I know you miss me because you you bait me to call in by making disparaging comments about Tom Izzo, and with no one to defend. You bring your buddies on. You bring your posse on, like you like to do. <laughs> make comments so no one will challenge you. And then you just wait and stew, and then you'll start backpedaling. You can't be gregarious anymore because someone's here to call you out on your blasphemous comments, just calling, you know, insinuating Tom Izzo is a terrible coach because he only has one, one basketball title, which, you know, I remember a few short years ago, you were calling Juwan Howard the best coach in college basketball. No one would want to play for Coach K, John Calipari, Bill Self, you know, because Jawan Howard made an Elite Eight. So, therefore, every other college basketball coach is trash. I was wrong, Ryan. I was wrong. I admit that. I whiffed. Yeah, you whiffed. You just tried to slap someone and missed. You know, you didn't do the full <laughs> homework assignment. Do you want me to keep going with the comments? <laughs> or we can get into the real talk. Because something Barlow said that kind of hit the nail on the head. Uh-huh. We saw Izzo, you know, in, his te- in Barlow's teams at Ohio, is if you don't have a player-led team by March, like, this, this ain't it. And that's what's going on with Michigan State. Like, they just, it's not a player-led team. And it's led the fans to be very uneasy coming out as spoiled you know, spoiled, rotten fans complaining like this is the worst, the worst coaching job Tom Izzo's ever done. If the worst coaching job is in line for a nine seed, 10 seed of the tournament, life is pretty good. Yeah. You know what? The last three years haven't gone as expected for fans. I think part of that is fans are still hung up on missing out on a 2020 
college basketball tournament and wanting something to fill that void that never got filled. Mm. And in, instead of that, it's just been projecting those expectations of that team of the last of the teams of the last couple of years. But what, you know, what happens is, that, you know, oh, we want Xavier to Booker to start. He needs to play more. I think what Tom has done with Booker has been fine. I think he's right now, he's waiting for Booker to put on weight. He finally does it. Now he, Booker, you look at him. Yes, he is still a string bean, you know, thin pole out there. I think what Izzo's doing is trying to find teams with good matchups for Booker so Booker doesn't get overpowered. Because on Saturday, they play Purdue. Xavier Booker will probably play four minutes since the four minutes Zach Eady is in play. Like, he just doesn't want that. He doesn't want to get destroyed on defense like that. So, like, that's why Ohio State was a perfect opportunity because they have a similar size guy. Like, when it's facing Michigan, like, no, like Terrace Reed could bully Xavier Booker down in the post. Like, I think the handling of Booker has been fine. It's just, I think Izzo expected more out of Mati Sissoko this year. Expected more out of, a little more out of Carson Cooper. What hurt was Jackson Kohler being out two months at the beginning of the season. You know, that's your other big guy coming in. You expected you know, great things out of him. And you have to wait till the end of January for him to finally get going after a foot injury right before the season. And it all lies on the point guard as well. AJ Hogard, just he's not your typical MSU point guard. Like he's not being the leader on the court. There's games he shows up to where it just seems like, yeah, okay. I just have to be here. And that's what leads to, you know, uninspired play from this Michigan State team. Because A.J. Hogarth doesn't come ready to play. And I've texted you this probably five times throughout the season. If A.J. Hogarth isn't being an absolute jerk on the court and looks like an idiot where everyone can make fun of him, like, then it's not going to be a good game for MSU. A.J. Hogarth needs to look like... I want opposing fans to be making fun of him because how he's acting on the court. If if fans are doing that, then I know he's getting under the skin a little bit of everyone. If he's all humming it on the way through, like then that's what the team team's going to do. They go by AJ Hogard, and he just hasn't stepped up the full year. He he takes games off. Well, you know, it all falls back on coaching, Ryan. You just can't take games off, my friend. The coaching isn't taking games off. It's the players. Oh, man. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I find, I, I know in this state it's blasphemous. I know that. I know that there is this, um, you know, if if the same principle uh, were applied to uh, other folks, there would be, uh, I, I would assume there'd be you know, more conversation. I think the conversation's heating up a little bit around Sparty Land. I just find it very interesting. And I, you know, I've always enjoyed my interactions with Coach Izzo. Yeah, I just think fans are, because guess what? You look around college basketball. I mean, yeah, people are, they're still comparing Izzo to Coach K, Roy Williams, Bill Self. It's like, I'm sorry. 
he's not them. He's he's different, but it's like, okay, what's Coach Calipari done? What's John Calipari done in his career? That's right, one national title. Just a lot of one and dones. That's it. I mean, change. You kind of, kind of change the, uh, you know, change the dynamic, Calipari, for the worse of college basketball. Yeah, and he's and Calipari's tried to do it different ways. But what do Kentucky fans act like every year? That they're going to win the national if championship. Not, that they're going to win the national championship. If and if they don't, they want John Calipari fired. Yeah, they're insane. Well, yeah, and that's what MSU fans are turning into. Is but is making the tournament is that good enough anymore? It's not. It's not good enough. Yeah, you want higher standards, but also like, are you watching the team that's playing? Mm. Like, if you're a program that's built on, hey, we need to build these guys up for three years, and you know we're trying to mix, mish, and mash that together. Like, if it's not going, like, guess what? You missed out on this year. And that's just the reality of it. Yeah, that's... Uh... Like it, what hurt is missing a whole recruiting class when you had Foster Lawyer and Thomas Kithier. Missed Oof. out is investing four years and four or five years in the A.J. Hogard, and this is what you get out of him. Mm. He's no Dalton Connect, I can tell you that much. That kid, he's a player. We got to step aside, but we'll be back with more X's and bros. I think Freddie is on hold right now. He wants to talk college football playoff. We got the coach, Dan Watson. The boys are buzzing in GR. We got a lot to get to in a short amount of time here on the Michigan Sports Network. It's time to go on the court with Anthony Bellino. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a new day for winning only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. The biggest story in college hoops this weekend isn't on the court during the game, but what's taken place for decades following the conclusion of a big game, the court storm. Now, court storming has been around for a very, very long time, but after Duke's Kyle Filipowski escaped the mob of Wake Forest without serious injury, the question of fans entering the playing surface following the conclusion of a big game is back on the front page. Now, I've been a part of a couple of these in both basketball and at the big house for football, and although it is fun and magical, the videos and the photos afterwards are great. I think it's time we move past it all. It creates an environment that has the potential for hostility. And it seems like most coaches are in favor of removing the longstanding, unofficial college tradition. Imagine this. A day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours. At the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. 
This is X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Officer Berto checking in. And he says, I agree, I agree. I think Izzo's missed out on some recruits. Oh, boy. Uh, Ben... Is Freddie still there? Yeah, he is. Okay, let's get to Freddie. Welcome. Good morning, Freddie. How are you? Freddie. Frederick. Alfredo. He's gone. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on. It shows that he's there, but. Safeway. He left. (laughs) Oh, wait. No, he's back. Oh, there he is. There he is. Hello, Freddie. Can you hear us? Oh, man. You couldn't hear that song? No, we couldn't hear anything. We have a filter system so that you can't play it through the radio because, you know, it's, it's a, it's a long, long, convoluted thing. All right. Well, I had the, I had the Notre Dame fight song on, and I thought, I thought you guys could hear it. So, yeah, what a shame. All the, all the listeners missed out on that. Oh. I watched Rudy last night. It was, my, my 10-year-old watched Rudy with me the first time. She, was, she loved it. Yeah, she, was so, she was so inspired when, he gave, when uh, his buddy... Well, she did cry when 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 his his best friend died in the in the fire. I, I you know I, I kind of cried too. And I tell you, I watched that movie ah, two hundred fifty times, and I cried when he got accepted to Notre Dame. I cried. I cried when he got that sack. I cried when I cried. I, I think that's one of the best best uh, scenes in in movie history. Is when he says. Uh, I want you to put Rudy in for me, Coach, and uh, put me in for me too. And I just, I just, uh, I've been inspired all day. And then we started talking college football today. And just, I'm inspired. So um, he's inspired you, for Rudy Rudiger. That's what he's inspired for, folks. He's inspired to hop uh, on the turnpike and drive through the cornfields of absolutely nothing for two hours to South Bend, Indiana. He is inspired to go to the bookstore and buy the T-shirt that year. He wants to go to Notre Dame Stadium. He knows that they're not good enough to play themselves in, but they got a great fan base, so they'll buy their way in because that's the Notre Dame way, baby. Rudy, 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 Rudy. As I told my as I told my ten year old daughter, the, the the basis of Rudy is when somebody tells you you can't do something, you can do it. And that's right. That's what Rudy did, and absolutely, we got that's the same thing out of the guy in the water boy. You can do it. That's absolutely. So, um, um, listen, uh, the college football playoff. We haven't even played the twelve, and we're already talking fourteen. Terrible. What is going on? What I mean, I I mean. Seriously, the sports have become all about money, and that's all it is. There's no, I, I, I don't know what's going on, but all I know is the more teams you keep adding to the playoff, the less the regular season is going to mean. Eventually, Ohio State, Michigan is uh, not going to mean anything. I know the last few years hasn't meant anything for Ohio State. They've got their, their pants taken off. So. I mean, the more the more you keep doing this, the more these games are gonna not matter. Am I, am I right or am I wrong? You, you know, you're right. And the one thing that bothers me, and I'm I'm for expansion as long as the criteria is very well defined as to what it takes. So if you win your conference, you get into the tournament, and then let's roll it out and play from there. This at large, these committees, you know, all this stuff. I can't. I I hate it. That's why I love the NFL. We got very real rules. 
It is what it is. You play your divisions. It's all about winning your division. You get into the playoff. Everybody knows the rule. Everybody knows the criteria. We know how to get in. They even expanded the NFL playoff. But I'm not too worried about that. What I don't want to see is Michigan play Ohio State at the end of the year. And then Michigan play Ohio State in the Big Ten uh, championship game. And then Michigan play Ohio State again in the playoff. Because now well, you've taken the game and you've punted that. Like it, the, the game at the end of the year is what it is. Because if you win, the, say Ohio State wins next year at the shoe, but then Michigan plays them in the Big Ten championship game, it beats in the Big Ten championship. Well, then the game in the shoe didn't even matter. Yeah, it's kind of funny that you say that. I think you, I, it's, kind of, it's kind of weird that you kind of read my mind. If they do go to expand the playoffs, even more games, don't you think that these uh, Michigan-Ohio State games, the big games, the rivalry games should be played in September and October, meaning that they'll, they'll play, that it'll mean more in September than it'll mean more in November when they kind of know where they stand? I think that if there's going to be a situation, we'll have to see how this thing plays out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you're going to run into a team three times in – four weeks or five weeks like that's that that's ridiculous like that doesn't make it and i get that it kind of it, it could have potentially happened with the lions right because the lions played two of their last three uh was it two of the last three against minnesota and then they hadn't they, there, yeah. was a, there was a scenario that they could have hosted minnesota you know and that that's with the expanded playoff like that's not great i don't love that i understand it but i don't love it uh, I would really hate that in college football because it's that one singular, we work all year for this game, and it's a great countdown clock, awesome. And it's like, we worked all week for this game again. It, you just can't, you can't replicate yeah. or duplicate the meaning of the game. You know, so if, they, if yeah. they ran into each other three times in four weeks or five weeks or whatever it was, I think you do look at moving all the rivalry games to like your first or second game of the regular season so that you, you at least spread it out a little bit. Yeah, I think, and I think that's what they're going to do, and they're just not telling us. I mean, obviously, these, I mean, all these leagues now do whatever they want to do, and uh, and when 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 they're ready, they just do it. I think that's that's what's going to end up happening because I think it's the only way it can happen because you cannot you can't go with your scenario like you said three out of four weeks in November December, and, and they and no matter what they do. Last thing for me is they got to push those games from January 9th all the way up to December 9th. Those all got to be pushed up. And then that season, December 15th, and be done with it. That's that's for sure. So, Anthony, I know you're up against it. Uh, have a wonderful day. Have a great day, partner. No, I, I agree. Like, you know, after the conference championship game, if that's what we're doing, like that's the thing about the expanded playoff, though, and doing all, like the automatic bids, right? You didn't even play in your conference championship game. Why in the hell would you get into the playoff? You know what I mean? Like automatic bids. We automatically give three spots in the playoff to the SEC and the Big Ten. Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Do you scrap the conference? Cha- I think you scrap the conference championship games altogether. I think you're done with that. I think that's over. You know, you don't play the Minnesota Vikings at the end of the year for the NFC North. I mean, you do, but there's not a separate game for it. You have to scrap it. You got to get rid of it. The conference championship games have to go. 12 game regular season. Whoever wins the regular season is the best overall record. And if there's a tie, then it's head to head and so on and so forth. You go down the tiebreaker list of who wins it. You know, no joint, no split, no nothing. Outright winners. I don't care if you need 15 tiebreakers. Outright winners. None of this tie nonsense. And if you get rid of the championship game, 
across college football, conference championship, kaput, done. Win your regular season. There's your there is criteria mark number one. Win your regular season, you'll get in. The big four, power four, whatever the hell they are, they all know this, right? But you have to scrap the conference championship game because you can't crown a conference champion and then allow other teams to get in. No, you look at it like you would in the standings. First, second, third in the Eastern Conference. Going in. Right? First, second, third in the Western Conference. Going in. Of course, they do it divisionally, so it's three in the Atlantic, three in the Central. You know, you get what I'm saying. But you look at it that way. Top three in the overall standings of your conference, they're in. You do it that way, okay, scrap the conference championship game. Because that doesn't make any sense to host that and then to potentially have another matchup the following week. They go, it's just, that's ridiculous. So you finish top three in the standings, great. Then you've put more emphasis on the regular season. The horse race there to the end. But you got to be done with that that extra game in Indy. See ya. I guess you just give us, give everybody who won the Big Ten Championship banner that hangs in Indy, I guess you just give that to the school and be done with it. It was fun while it lasted. The evolution of sport, right? The evolution of it. But if you're going to go top three in the standings, because you're not going to do divisions anymore, you've wiped the divisions out. So no divisions in your conference. That's the only way to do it. Get rid of that title game. All right, that fake title game, by the way. We're going to step aside when we return. The head coach of the Grand Rapids Griffins. The boys are buzzing. Organization top to bottom. Everybody's hot right now. We'll talk to the coach, Dan Watson, coming up next year. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Huge here for my good friend Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports. Now, they're located on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of Grand Rapids here on the west side of the state. They are Michigan's newest Yamaha go-to golf cart dealer. Now, if you're looking for a golf cart for the neighborhood, the business, the golf club, maybe that second home or the lake, stop by and see Drew and the crew. They can hook you up today at Impact Power Sports. They also have e-bikes, quads, side-by-side, yard toys for the big boys and the big girls. Anything you need when it comes to power, they have it at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. Also, if you want a shot at winning Lois Browns, Lions Golf Cart, a custom-built Lions Golf Cart, text IMPACT to 21000. That's IMPACT to 21000. And you could win Lomas Browns Lions Golf Cart this summer from Impact Power Sports and The Huge Show. Hi, I'm Lauren, and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. From Traverse City to the Glass City, GR to the Motor City, you're listening to X's and Bros on the Michigan Sports Network. 
Welcome back here to X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Great to have you ride along with us. Ryan Elke, Ben Glaze, Anthony Bellino all joining you. Ben, do we have my guy on the horn over there? That we do. Joining us on the Meyer Super Center guest line, my good buddy who the previous coach in the last hour, Barlow, wants to say a special hello to. He is Dan Watson, head coach of the Grand Rapids Griffins. The boys are buzzing. Coach Watson, Waddy, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Anthony. It's good to hear your voice again and, and glad to be on a show. Boy, I'm telling you what, it just it kind of gives me the chills, right? I, I saw your old pal Derek Lalone yesterday, you know, and it's just like, look at look at us, huh? Look at us. Who would have thought? This is so much fun. I, I this thought is... I saw you. I thought I saw you all dressed up with a suit on, a tie. Well, you know, my mom always says dress for the job you want, not the job you got. That's but here I am exactly. sitting sitting down in a hooded sweatshirt, Coach. It's cold in here right now. So, you know, I'm just trying to survive. Your squad, uh, first off, from a nostalgia standpoint, you know, I, I reached out to you yesterday. And, of course, you know, you guys got a game and you respond right back. God bless you. And I, I just want to know when you look at the journey, right, because I thought a lot about that on my ride home last night. When you think about the journey of your life and your career and where you're at, where your team is at right now. Barlow was talking about you, you know, grabbing a, grabbing a beverage and some food to hop on a bus uh, on a Friday night to drive to God knows where, you know, a few years ago in Toledo, when you look at your journey and look back at it, what, what do you kind of, how do you kind of describe what that has been like for you? Well, you know what, every, every place and, and I've only been one in Toledo, but you look at just the different experiences you have and you try to use those and, and gain as much knowledge as you can wherever you're at. And and in Toledo, as you know, Anthony, it was an unbelievable setup as for the coaching staff, for the players, for for everyone that walked through there. And so I'm very fortunate to to have worked with and been a part of that great organization. Um, unbelievable mentors as well with Joe Napoli, Neil Newcomb, uh, the surrounding front office staff that we had there. And and now you know, you, you bring some of that with us, you know, and, and that's the one that I try to do here in, in Grand Rapids is bring some of that knowledge that I gained there, some of the experiences I gained there, and use it to, at this level as well. And, you know, it's funny that, yes, the hockey's a little bit quicker. Yes, things are a little bit different in this league, but you're still managing people. You're still having the relationships. You're still, you know, you're still trying to build uh, what we had in Toledo in terms of the culture, and all that remains very, very similar. Uh, so very fortunate that, you know, having hardworking parents growing up, uh, they, they taught me the work ethic side of it, very disciplined and, and a lot of the coaches I had when I played. And now the experience I went through in Toledo has kind of culminated. And then here we sit today. You know, uh, Coach, what? how long is your commute right now? Because I don't think people – I try to tell the folks, and obviously we're still on Toledo, but for all of our affiliates across Michigan, I don't under, I don't think they understand the level of commitment to the game uh, that you had for so many years. So first I'll ask, and then I'll give the backstory out of it. How long is your commute to work now? Right now? Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm a block away, Anthony. I am probably a, a minute and a half to a two-minute walk. It's unbelievable. Folks, this guy drove from Cleveland to Toledo every single day. That is, are you talking about, for how many years did you do that? Uh, 14. <laughs> 14, 14 years. 14 years. And now you're a boy. 100 miles there, 100 miles home. 
Now, I mean, good God. And look at look at you now, man. I I love it. And, you know, the way that this, you know, the, the team, the organization, uh, the way that you and, and Derek have both newsy have, have kind of climbed. By the way, your, your old friend Dan Jones says hello. He texted me like at five o'clock this morning. I don't know what he's, he's up, like Perfect. throwing stuff around on a 45 pound plate, just eating them for breakfast. Right. He said, tell Waddy. I said, I, I said, yes, sir. What am I going to tell him? No. Uh, but the way that this organization that you have been a part of now for so many years, Toledo feeding Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids now feeding Detroit. You guys have uh, some some talent there where there are some guys that want to see themselves. You know, you look at a guy like uh, Jonathan Berggren, for example, Simone Edvinson, guys that have been there at the national level and now playing in the American. Have you had to have some conversations with guys about, you know, hey, look, this is where you're at right now. You got to maximize this right now. Or are they pretty are they pretty kind of I wouldn't say set, but understanding of where they're at and where they need to go? Yeah, I mean, everybody Everybody wants to play at the highest level they possibly can, especially when you've had a taste of it, you've been there. Uh, Bergie had success there last year. And so it is. It's, you were, we're playing right where your feet are at today. Uh, today you're a Griffin, so you're going to work your hardest to, to be the best Griffin you possibly can, the best Jonathan Berger and some, uh, Simon Evanson, uh, Albert Johansson. These guys have to be the best version of themselves here. So now when they do make that jump, and, and these guys will play in the National Hockey League, when they make that jump, they're going to be more than ready. They're going to be confident in themselves. They're going to be. They're going to know what's going on. And I think that's the biggest thing is some guys look too far ahead, and they, I don't want to say become complacent, but guys can. They can kind of wander. Their brains can wander from where they're at. And, and it's big. It's huge for us here. Just play where your feet are at. Be the best person and player you can be here right now. And we've had those conversations. And our our guys here have been doing an excellent job of just staying grounded, uh, doing what they need to do here to put the work in to continue to get better. So when that call comes, they're, they're more than ready. You know, you got uh, Taros down there uh, as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that, and it's and it's so it's interesting now as you know that level that you know you, you climb up to and how, how everybody's knocking on the doorstep, right? The be where your feet are is it's a good message for literally everybody, right? I mean, no matter what kind of workplace you're in, be where your feet are is the best possible thing. So you guys have a big game, a couple of big games over the last few weeks. Your team right now. 12-0-2-2 is the current streak that you're on. you got the point streak going. Everybody's got to be feeling relatively good about how how well you guys have been playing of late. Is is there a conversation organizationally that says, hey, look at the guys up, up top. They've they've won six in a row. The Red Wings have. We're doing our thing. We're taking care of our business here. You had that monster game against Milwaukee. You get a hell of an effort to, up from Kosa, and we'll get to that momentarily. But is that something that's kind of talked about? Is like, look at the, look at the entire trajectory of the organization as a whole? Um, you know what? I don't, outside of Newsy and I calling each other and saying, you've got to try and keep up to each other here. Uh, there's not. And to be honest with you, it's a good thing. And what we're focusing on is, is today. And we're going to focus on tomorrow when that gets here. And, and the biggest thing is we don't want to look behind. We want to learn from what we've done and just continue on. I think if you start looking at and we had the 18-game win streak in Toledo last year, and, and I think it was probably by about game 14 or 15, our guys started to talk about it and joke around about it just to stay loose and stay light. The guys here, we I, we haven't mentioned the, the streak once inside that locker room. I haven't heard the guys talk about it. All we talk about is keep it rolling, you know, and it's what we do each day that's going to help us do that, um, just being prepared. And, and same thing with Detroit. I think they're just talking about let's be better the next day. Let's be ready for this game because they've got some really, really big games, another huge one tonight. Uh, these teams trying to catch them, and, and you look at what they're doing. As long as they're focusing, and same with us. 
as long as we're all focusing on what we have to do that day, that's going to help us continue to have success and continue to grow and get better. And that's what we're ultimately in Grand Rapids. That's what we're trying to do. You know, the AHL announced uh, earlier this week that the your goaltender, your man between the pipes, Sebastian Kosa, would be the Howie's Hockey Tape AHL Player of the Week. Got to get the sponsor in there. Uh, this guy stopped 65 of 67 shots over two starts, including uh, that massive victory against the Admirals from Milwaukee. They had a 19-game winning streak coming in. That was a big one. You keep your point streak alive, as, as we just mentioned. But when you look at his game, how is he growing? Where Where is he improving that in front of your eyes yeah i mean we still continually talk about his off ice you know and, and last year had him in toledo it was the maturing side of it uh living by himself <laughs> cooking for himself everything's for himself and now this year our goaltending coach rope coison has done an unbelievable job of just making sure on a daily daily basis he's prepared and, and there's vision training there's weight training there's cardio he's got to do and he has his own personal schedule almost and then he's following that to a t and you know what now you can see the growth in his, his game off the ice and it's, and it's leaking onto the ice for him in a positive way the other thing i like too is he's battling he's competing around the net this league is really hard around both net fronts and and he's winning those battles there's some bigger stronger guys i think almost every shot he sees that comes from the point is screened if not double screened and so He's worked through some of that now to, to make himself bigger, to make himself uh, available, to, to make a second save if he needs to. But uh, just the, the challenges that he's went through, a very good Texas team that he gets his first HL shutout on Wednesday. Then this Milwaukee team that comes in, who's an unbelievable team. They were up 4-2 to two going into the third period. We have to kill four penalties in a row. And now all of a sudden, now he's really tested. You know, our, our, your best penalty killer is your goalie. He stood tall. So, just all these experiences for him, the way he's going about it day in and day out, uh, it's fun to watch. Coach, I've noticed something that with the uh, with, with the Red Wings on their on their power play, right? You talk about the special teams got to be special. You got to be able to kill the penalties. You have to be able to capitalize when you have a man advantage. That's about as 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 blunt and as blatant as saying water's wet, right? But it is the truth, and I've I've looked at the way. Uh, Newsy's got the Red Wings working on their power play where they're starting to they've added this bumper spot right now I, I need a little bit of an explanation do you guys use that uh, as well where you got your man out in front screening the goaltender you got guys on either wings in the in the basically in the face-off circles there and then they're using this bumper spot between the circles and then one more guy behind that in uh, you know basically at the blue line basically like a diamond in one uh, if you will do you use that same sort of format and setup uh, on the power play in Grand Rapids or is it more or less like hey you do what's comfortable with what you have there we're going to do what's comfortable what we have here no we we use the same thing there are a lot of teams they call it the one three one uh you nailed it with the terminology too it is called the bumper for us too uh larkin's probably one of the top guys in the league and that's in that spot and it's just for us the bumper is extremely important uh they've got a big job to do they've got to do a lot of the work uh, they, you know, they're skating around inside that area between the dots for support. They have to help out on any loose puck retrievals. Uh, obviously, they've got to be shot ready. If they get any one-timers through there, they've got to be able to get to the net when pucks get there. These guys are vitally important to, to, to a successful power play. And we're obviously watching one of the best in the NHL. We've got some guys down here that do a really, really good job. But, yeah, we use the same um, you know, the same foundation, the same setup. Uh, it, it's working all over hockey right now. It can be it can be really, really uh, useful spot out on the ice as long as you have the guys that are willing to do the work. 
You know, and so my next question about because I'm I'm fascinated by this because I'm looking at this and it's kind of like yeah, it's kind of like quarterbacking, right? Because the amount of feeds that that individual position is getting there between those circles with the amount of traffic, because it almost feels like everybody's so condensed, but yet the offense is more opened up. It's like we've boxed in the defense that used to be kind of a little bit more, I don't know, spread out and open on the ice when you looked at your typical sort of like one, two, two format there. Uh, but this bumper spot, the amount of pucks that they're taking, shrinking down the defense actually opens up the offense. Philosophically, I'm trying to understand, coach. Yeah, no, I mean, because obviously that's the vital, that's a dangerous spot on the ice is right between the dots in that slot area, in that hash mark area. So the D have to cover that guy or the weak side forward has to cover that guy. So you put a puck inside there, whether it's to relieve pressure, whether it's to use him for a shot. Now you've got four guys typically on a penalty kill that are shrunk in, they're tight. Now it's going to open up to Brinkett. Now it's going to open up Kane. Now it's going to open up the top. Um, you know, and you're going to have multiple options just by putting up one pass inside that inside the penalty killer's box right there. You're going to shrink that in, and now it opens up the outside to start attacking uh, to start attacking the net. So, uh, again, a, a critical critical position uh, for a successful power play. I love it. Hey, and uh, you know, I, I just I the structure, right? It's just been beat into my brain. That's is. all. You know, I wake up in the morning, all I'm thinking about is structure, and I don't even know what it means. <laughs> there's a, hey, there's, it's one of those words, you know, it's just like culture, structure, philosophy. They all get overused and no one really knows what's going on except until you start talking about it. But uh, it is, it's systems, it's systems. That's, that's what we'll call systems. it. It's our systems. I love it. Um, Elmer is a is a very large individual. We were laughing because we were trying to figure out. Um, you know, we were, I don't even know. One of our callers brought him up. Uh, Elmer and, and just how uh, how large of a human being uh, that he is. And you mentioned some of these guys that played up at the National Hockey League level uh, last year. And then you know, play where your feet are. Uh, he's another one of those guys that has been uh, right there. When you look at the makeup of of your roster and you look at what you have here, you know, trying to make a uh, you know trying to make a push here towards the end of the season and and what that you know sort of looks like for your club what would you say are the strengths what makes your team good and then what keeps you up at night well we're a deep team number one um that's good and it keeps me up at night because there's obviously tough decisions that have to be made with the lineup uh, but with that said I, when we're at our best when we're at our best we were a good four checking team we hunt and helm pucks in the offensive zone. And then in the defensive, the defensive side of our game has certainly picked up since uh, December 1st. And we're the top team in the American League uh, for expected goals against. We don't give up a ton of chances. And, and that's got to be our bread and butter. If we, can, if we can stop them, get the puck, go on the attack, that's, that's where our best. Now, with that said, we aren't a team that spreads the ice very well. We don't send a lot of guys out long to, to stretch the ice vertically. We've got to stay connected. We've got to stay five guys tight, move the puck quick, you know, five, 10, 15 foot passes to get out of our zone through the neutral zone. And same thing, in the offensive zone, we've got to make sure that our structure, there's a famous word right there. They were all in the, the same thinking, you know, it's five guys on the ice knowing exactly what everyone's going to do. That's when we're at our best. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing for me right now is, is managing the amount of players we have here. We have 14 forwards. We have eight defensemen. They can all play. They can all help us win. They all have a great role on the team. And I think, you know, as a coach, you, you want to see everybody play. You want to see everybody have success. Um, and these tough decisions come down to me, and I love it. Uh, I wouldn't want it any other way because that means we're going to have a good team and, and you know, hopefully do some damage down the stretch here.
You know, Coach, that was going to be my next question when you, when you mentioned about the lineups and, and having to have those conversations. And, and for our listeners, this is something that Coach Watson takes a lot of pride in, having that, that relationship with the players, being able to have upfront, honest uh, conversations so everybody knows where, they're, where, they're, where they stand at. And I really think that transparency is the key to trust, right? As long as guys know, hey, you know, this is the reason why I might be scratched for tonight's game and this is an area that I need to get better. Maybe it's matchup related or whatever the case may be. That's something you've all always prided yourself on is having a very clear line and a clean line of communication with your guys. Is there a directive as far as minutes or games played that comes down uh, the chain of command for what they want to see out of some of these top prospects that are there? Yeah, I think, I think they want to see these guys develop. And then a lot of times the only way to develop is to play, get put in these situations, get put in these tough games against the Milwaukee. Uh, let's see how they do. And, and that's the best way for them to learn. And we can put them through as many practice reps as we possibly can, but nothing, nothing can duplicate a game like, like actually experiencing it. So, yeah, I wouldn't say you have to play this guy here. you got to play this guy here. But they do want them to play. They want them to be put in situations where they're going to get better, where they can learn. Um, and that's the great part about it because I think we've seen a ton of growth in all of our young guys this year. They're, they're a big reason why we're having success, uh, success right now. And you mix in the veteran guys, the guys who have NHL experience, the guys who are great American League players here. Uh, and right now, I mean, that locker room is, is extremely tight, very close. And uh, you mentioned trust between coaches and players. There's a lot of trust and respect right now between all the players. And, and again, that's that close-knit group is going to provide results. Friday and Saturday at Van Andel Arena. You can get your tickets today by visiting griffinshockey.com. For all of you listening to us on 96.1, uh, the game there, get on over there. The Iowa Wild are in town uh, tomorrow night, followed up by the Rockford Icehogs. His name is Dan Watson. He's the coach. You can find him on Twitter, X, whatever you call it, at dwatts 6 Coach Watson, my friend, it is an absolute pleasure. As always, it's great to hear your voice. Let's do it again soon. Sounds good, Anthony. Take care. Thank you. There he goes. That's uh, Coach Dan Watson. And um, just uh, a hockey term here, first class, right? Structure, first class. Uh, First class individual. Really is. Really, truly is. And uh, I hope that if you're in the greater Grand Rapids area, I know that a buddy of mine, Ken, was uh, his kid at a hockey tournament. I think he was in like Muskegon. And he was like, ah, I'm thinking about the Griffins game. I'm like, go, go, absolutely go. Do not, don't even think twice about it. Just go. And hopefully he'll get out to Van Andel Arena. Uh, tomorrow night, 7 o'clock puck drop against the Iowa Wild. For Ben and Ryan, I'm Anthony. So long. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time, same place. X's and Bros, Michigan Sports Network. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is a managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. Hi, I'm Lauren and I work for Meyer. People ask, why do I shop there? 
It's because I get everything in one stop. Like this week's hottest deals with buy one, get one for a dollar, four pound bag of navel oranges. And Meyer Wellness Vitamins or Supplements, buy one, get one free. Plus, I can save even more with M-Perks, like 10% off my total electronics purchase when I shop in-store or online this week. Meyer has all I need in just one stop. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now, they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here. AB's doing a heck of a job, and I'm ready to drop some huge opinions about what he's talking about later today at 3 on the Michigan Sports Network.